Blog Talk Radio. Dave 
la camera. How are you? Good, great. How are you? I'm beautiful. Yes, you are. <laughs> I am beautiful. I'm looking in the mirror as we speak. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I don't know where the hell you guys are, but where I am, it's sunny. It's uh, it's warm. Oh, I'm sorry. That was the new light bulb and the heat's on. I'm sorry. Spot up, James. Well, it's a What's joy funny? to have you on. We've been, I've been trying to do this for the longest time, and uh, Tommy's all excited. Frank, we, you know, if, uh, I don't know if you've been listening today. Frank's a little nervous. Frank is, is Tommy's manager and, I mean, and agent, both, and has been for years. And, you know, well, there was a hiatus for, what, 30, 40 years, but they're back together. So, if, you know, I think, I think we'll be okay. So what, what have you been up to, Dave? Well, um... Not a hell of a lot. I mean, you know, other than the fact that uh, I took a trip uh, around the world. No, I'm sorry. Let me stop right there. Not a hell of a lot. Um, <laughs> you know what I'm saying there. Um, well, how much does that cost these days? Uh, yeah. Uh, I've, been, uh, I've been working. I'm retired now. I yeah. am uh, enjoying, enjoying retirement. But I'm looking... I look for very specific acts that I can get behind. And, um, you know, right now I'm involved with a gentleman who has a, a show on television. His name is Mike Brewer. His show is on uh, the Velocity Channel. It's called Wheeler Dealers. And uh, Mike and I have uh, formed a, a relationship, and uh, we're working with, uh, with Mike to represent uh, car products and endorsements and car shows and things like that all over the world. So uh, that that's the yeah, one thing. Right. I need. I need merchandising. I th- I think there is, this is what right. I need I, is lots of merchandising. So I think there's an expression that you can take the uh, the the man out of the uh, entertainment uh, industry, but you can't take the entertainment industry out of the man. Do you think that applies to you, Dave? Well, I, I think that what happened was, uh, you know, I, I've been doing this now for 48 years, which is longer than a lot of people live. And uh, I think that what happens is it's very difficult to let go. So I did let go, and um, I just felt this giant void. And I said, you know, i got to get back in and do some things. And so I'm very particular um you know, what I work with and who I work with, although I do like Tommy a lot. Um, and uh, I think that, I think that uh, this coming season I've been rehired to produce all of the um, musical extravaganza. There's 17 of them at the Big E. That's the Eastern States Exposition out in Springfield. I Spring- know it well. I know it well. Are you really doing that? That's interesting. The Big E, yeah, yeah. Big e, I had yep. a sheep and yeah, I used to do hang around the sheep pens a lot up there doing the judging, you know. And uh, they have they sheep, like, yeah. have horses, they have cows. Yeah. You can well, hang out wherever you want. If you... It's an interesting place. Hey, you know, yeah. uh, not to take anything away from from Frankie Fabulous, but you know, I've got a trip. We're going to the former Soviet Union on a, and on this whirlwind trip to uh, lots of these towns in the old uh, Soviet Union and. Uh, I want a real American show, and Frankie Fabulous has been booking some fabulous people for me. For example, we got this uh, guy. He's a one-legged tap dancer, but he also sings through his uh, through his anus. Uh, 
I mean, this is an unusual thing, and I think it will represent America as well. We also have a, a piano player that has uh, no fingers. And uh, my personal favorite, since this is a real American deal, it's a uh, Civil War buff who wears a uh, Union uniform while juggling authentic Civil War cannonballs and reciting the Gettysburg Address. I think this will kill him in Russia, where I'm very big anyway. That's the kind of talent Frankie gets me. That's the kind of agent he's been and friend and manager. I mean, it's just... Can you can you talk about stuff as as, as a talent like that anywhere around this country anymore? Well, as you know, being Italian, one of the expressions, I got a guy, <laughs> and uh, you know all Italians have a guy, oh, and yeah. the guy does stuff, and I got a guy who back in the day was a professional bone breaker. Oh, now that was in the day. Now that oh, he's yeah. a little bit older and he's broken his share of bones. What he does is unbelievable. I mean unbelievable. Take a guy that owes you money, all right? He goes up to that guy. He'll grab his hand as a friend, and he'll just tear his hand right off his body. Right off. I mean, just boom. And before you know it, the hand's on the ground. Now, I've, been a, I've been a, certainly been a brokey most of my life with those guys, but uh, it's nice to have someone on my side. Now, from there, what he's doing now, tell me if this is something you can use. He's got a magic act. And after he tears the hand out of the body, he puts it back. Oh, this is the kind of stuff I'm looking for. This is absolutely the kind of stuff I'm looking for. But uh, the pay isn't great. It's not quite scale. I usually give him a couple albums and, and uh, some coffee, and uh, I feed them. But that's about it. But... Uh, He's going to have his own right. costumes as well. All right, well, let me tell you about another guy. Yeah, yeah. I'm also guy. looking for an animal act, uh, if you can help me out. I got a guy. I got a guy, you know, because okay. we all have a guy, as I told I you. I like this magician a lot. Yeah. What's what, his listen, name, like this... Luca or something? Uh, he's got a good good, good Italian uh, bone. Oh, well, we don't talk about names. I'm not someone oh. who just throws names around. I'm oh, very conservative. Yeah. I, I got another guy. Yeah. Who can fight the Star Spangled Banner? See, this will go so well with the guy who sings through his anus. This is right? perfect. It could be like a duet. He could he could do the uh, the, uh, the lyrics, and this guy could do the background uh, uh, kind of music. Jeez, that he would could do good. the bass. Oh, we kill him with that. We kill oh, him over there. Oh yeah, and you know this is something. You put those two together. We need one more person, and we can get it on. America's Got Talent, we can get it on The Voice, and we can get it on that new show, you know, okay. where they just do a cappella. Think about oh, yeah. this as an a cappella act. That's your absolutely Frankie, are you listening to any of this? I mean, you could have got me some people like this instead of just hanging out all the time. Yeah, yeah but, you know, me. this guy seems to be, like, trying to, like... Get in and well, take you away. Now, don't feel that way. years of experience. He's offering me some advice from his years of experience. What's wrong with that? Well, this is what I was afraid of, guys. Now, Frankie, just kind of back off. You know, this is Dave's Dave's time. You've you've been on the show twenty. This is our twenty second show, and you wow. know you've had. And we gotta we gotta respect it's Dave Dave. Here. Dave. Hey, Frankie, don't be too concerned because I got a guy. It makes you not concerned. No offense. You know what I mean? We'll leave it at that, because I'm a nice guy. 
Yeah, I'm leaving yeah. my voice just like this is because of a guy, by the way. So I understand. I think, Frankie, I think Frankie, uh, I'm in here with the studio right now. He just turned a, a whiter shade of pale uh, by the mention of that, the allusion to uh, this bone breaker. Maybe he's um, got the flu. Yeah. Now, uh, Dave, you, uh, you, you know, did you, there was a, a story you related to me out at the Big E about a uh, run-in with the local fire chief. Uh, you want to oh. share that? Yeah. Yeah. Let, let me tell you a little bit about what happened. I bump into a guy who is the local chief, and this guy is probably the most beautiful Italian man I have ever met. I mean, when I say beautiful, not only in, in person and in life, but he's got the handlebar mustache. He's got the beautiful eyebrows. He's got, he's got that white hair where he almost looks like a wolf. I mean, this guy is beautiful, all right? So he says to me, now you've got to understand this is my first time doing all these shows. He says to me, hey, you got any bombs hitting around here? I said, excuse me? He says, you got any bombs? I go, no, I don't have any bombs hidden around here. He says, well, you know, last year I found three bombs around here. I said, really? I said, what kind of bombs did you find around here? He goes, well, I went over to the sausage guy. And I'm looking around the sausage guy. And the sausage guy is supposed to be cooking sausages from propane. But I notice that he's tapped into the electrical outlet. And there's no propane. So I look around and I say, hey, where's your propane? And the guy doesn't want to make eye contact with me. So right then and there... I know there's a problem. This is the story he's relating to me. <laughs> so anyway, he goes, show me your propane. And the guy takes him around the back, and sure enough, right by the grill, there's three tanks of propane. <laughs> so I look at him, and I go, do you know what you got there? You got three bombs. Three. <laughs> three. He says, you know what happens if one of those bombs go up? The second bomb goes up, the third bomb goes up, everybody's dead. Do you know what I mean? Dead. <laughs> and you can write oh. books, you know, Tales from the Big E. It's up in East Springfield, I think, the gateway to Agawam. That's right. Yeah, yeah, it's a new place, well, big place. They get like 150,000 people there a day when it's open. When it's, it's open last year, while I was working there, they did yeah. 1,500,000 people through the gates. They broke the all-time yeah. attendance record yeah. at almost 100 years. It's wow. funny, you know, not even, people in Massachusetts don't realize how big that, that uh, event is. And uh, oh. it's, a, it's an interesting place. Get a nice cross-section of all kinds of people. It's a, well, it's a nice venue of all kinds yeah, of people. Some of the acts you booked there, I know you booked the Beach Boys. Well, the, they had the Beach Boys there. They had ZZ Top. They had a young fellow um, named Justin Mahone. Now, nobody has heard of this, and, and this is something that I think, Tommy, you should be interested in because I don't think Frankie is up to speed with this. 
this young fellow named Justin Mahone comes in, and I know because I'm looking at the ticket count that the place is sold out, but I don't know who Justin Mahone is. So he comes in with his grandfather because he's only 16 years old. His grandfather is the road manager. So I said to the grandfather, excuse my ignorance, I said, but I don't know any of your grandson's songs. And he says to me, oh, he doesn't have any songs. He doesn't have any hits. I said, excuse me. He said, oh, no. He said, he's an Internet sensation. I said, well, you'll have to explain to me what that is. And he says, he's on the Internet, and he sings on a, a track on the Internet, and people and young girls see him, and they go crazy over him. Jeez. And then they, they download his music, and we make money from the download. So I said to him, so you're telling me that by today's standards, he doesn't have a record deal, and he doesn't have any hit records. And he said, that is correct. I said, yet he sold 6,500 seats, which is a sellout, and he has no product. And I, how the business has changed, huh? Holy how smokes. the business has changed. And I back up, and in the back of my head, after talking to Hayes, I say to myself, I wonder if this is something for Tommy. No offense, Frank, but I'm wondering if this is something for you to expand the horizons of your career. Well, I think that's very interesting. I'm kind of semi-retired myself, but I'm already finding out uh, because I lived a little too high in the old days that uh, the old retirement money isn't going to last much more than a week or two. So uh, I might be interested in this, especially since I remember the days uh, when I first started at the Bronco Bob's in Pahrump, Nevada, with uh, uh. Four, four drunks and a couple of old hookers in the audience. And uh, to be on the Internet and go before millions and millions of people all over the world, it's really something. It's and you really know, Tom, to one of the things that's very interesting is it's not just U.S. driven. Once you're on the Internet, once yeah, you catch a little fire, you're yeah. an international yeah. act. And I don't know if that's something that Frankie can do. Yeah. Well, Frankie went to Canada well, once, so, you know, he understands this international flair. Yeah. Didn't you, I Frank? Heard, <laughs> I, uh, you know, you keep doing this, and... I'm going to be in South Boston court with a deceased daughter for tampering. Do you understand? Tampering? I, I do understand, Frank, but you don't understand that I got a guy. Yeah, yeah I, got, I got a guy. His name is Habeas, last name Corpus. And, you know, yeah, I got a guy, and you know what his last name is? Dead. Rocco. He's dead. <laughs> David, now everybody just relax. I've got to, I got to maintain a certain <clears throat> level here of uh, equanimity, as they say. Uh, Dave, hey Frank, you, you know I don't want to hurt your feelings, Frank, but you know a buck's a buck here. I'm getting old, and you know it gets cold out these days, and uh, I need a little money for sweaters and things. You know what I mean? Mr. Hayes, I don't know why Frank's getting out of place here. I have no idea. What's his problem? I, I think I told you. I tried to send off. I tried to calm him down. I told him. <clears throat> that it might lead to this, you know, of a man of your stature with your knowledge of the ins and the outs and the gateways and the little labyrinth that's, you know, very 
treacherous for an entertainer that you'd be able to offer Tommy some advice, and, and that's exactly what you're doing. Frank, I don't know why you're, you're yeah, getting excited about this. I'm off the show for the rest of the day. All right, well, you, you just sit back and relax. Tommy, what do you think uh-huh. about that thing? Well, I just kind of, I, I just kind of explained it. I mean, you know, I, I, I could use a buck or two, and you know, Frank's getting a little old and a little lackadaisical, and uh, I think our experiences with the uh, last three people we booked for the uh, Russian tour kind of shows that uh, maybe it's time for Frank to get a little rest. Not that I want to take anything away from him, but uh, you know, he's shared some good times with me. He saw some, uh, he saw a few bucks, and uh, when things were good, he did all right, and when things were bad, he didn't. So that, uh He's got no complaints. I mean, is he going to hold back my end of my career, Frank? You know, come on. We're just talking about money here. It's not about friendship. It's about uh, a living. He's not talking. He's, living. He's, he's, he's just sitting here. He's sulking. He's got his oh, good. finger he's not in listening. His... Good. I'll tell you the real truth. The guy hasn't done shit for me in the last 35 years. <laughs> well, you know, now I've the been truth... carrying him because he's an old friend. So, you know, pff, as long as yeah, he's not I mean, now the truth comes out. See, I mean... You know, I'm not that kind of guy, but this is you saying what it's really like in the real world with him. Now, there's one caveat, and I don't know if this bothers you or not, but if I were to work with you and Frank, I take insurance policies out on all my artists. Oh, I don't have a problem with that. (laughs) That's good. I don't have a problem with that. Might be hard getting it for Frank. But I'm okay. That's beautiful. Fine. Hey, I like that. Something happens. Well, you know, I don't know what this this uh, what's the bone breaker's last name. No, we don't discuss that. Oh, okay. Well, you know, with him floating around, you know, if this guy turns. Uh, you know, Dave could be richer than he is with his if he owns an insurance policy on you. Well, it's not I mean, like I'm a new guy on the block here. I've been around for quite a while and uh I you know, a lot of the old timers still remember Tommy Dakota and uh wouldn't take much to kind of revive that uh, career a little bit more than cuz I'm getting a little tired of playing uh nights at Columbus Halls and uh I mean a couple of weeks ago I was up at a logging camp in uh in um uh, Millinocket, Maine. I mean, psh, I can't be doing that stuff now. It was cold out there and I you know, I was working for sharp money. Yeah, Tommy, I got places, by the way, a little further up than Millinocket. <laughs> I thought that was the end of the world, and you fall off oh, after that. When you go past Millinocket, the next town up is Holton. Oh, I got I a Holton. college up there in Holton, Ricker College in Holton, Maine. It's they only got English like 700 they all, speak, they all speak French up there, don't they, in Holton? They do. Yeah. God, that's, but that's I, I got a guy who's an interpreter. Yeah. Uh. So... Should you work Holt in Maine, I can send the interpreter with you to assist you. Wait a minute. I'm going too far. This is like we've got some kind of deal. We don't well, have it. No, we, we can certainly doesn't hurt to talk now, does it? Uh, you know, well, Frankie. I don't want to offend Frankie. Listening. Yeah, well, he's not listening anymore, so, you know. Well, he's, just, he's pouting. He's pouting. Uh, listen, uh, <laughs> one of the things that, uh, you know, this is, to me, this is historical, this meeting with, you know, Dave I must tell you, the last um, thing I want to go is north. You know. Yeah. Well, I, I, um, you know, the, I think we should also talk about our paths and our past. Is that you know we all kind of. Uh, Dave grew up in Cambridge, and went to mm-hmm. um, the Cambridge Ringe. Cambridge at that time it was Ringe Tech. That's Ringe, right. I remember. Oh yeah. 
and it was Cambridge Latin. I mean, what a what a distinction, Cambridge Latin, you know, which implies everything about classical education, and then Ringe, you know, and Tech. I as mean, much as Latin school itself. More. Now, you, you, you know, just to let the guys know that you got your baptism of fire literally at at Ringe Tech. You want to explain oh, yeah. that? Go ahead. Well. um it was something that was a uh, let's put it this way back in the day in the in the 60s um things were not as peaceful as they are now and uh, there was a lot of a uh, lot of animosity and a lot of uh how can i say it the issues that used to get worked out inside schools so um in one situation and it wasn't directed at me, but I got to tell you, Jesus, did it hurt. A <laughs> bullet. <laughs> so funny. What's so funny? Go ahead. I know it's coming. <laughs> a bullet ricocheted off a locker and hit me in the chest. Yeah, and cool. um, not like now. Not like, no, now they kill 15, 20 people. Yeah, yeah. I suffered from a ricochet. That was, <laughs> that was the tutoring version of what's going on today. They yeah, were tutoring it because they used a, a zip gun. Yeah. And then in another yeah. situation, I'm in a study class, and for no reason whatsoever, although by today's standards, I think we could say that it was drug oriented or drug inspired some guy pulls a knife out on me and he cuts me in the face mm. initials or just slashing no no it was just a slash and i didn't have a guy so as a result i had to fix it myself mm. you know this shows you how, how america is you know the dumbing up of american uh, school children the old days you made a zip gun. It took some, you know, it, it took some skill. It took some understanding of, of how things work. You made a zip gun. You had a knife. You know, nowadays they go out, you know, they get uh, 45s and they get uh, uh, assault weapons. And see, the kids are really going to hell these days. They just uh, they have no creativity. No creativity at all. No, they think it's easy now because yeah. they got 200 rounds in a clip. Yeah, yeah. Go get yeah. one bullet. Get one. Yeah, I bet not know how it is. Zip gun. They have no yeah. idea. I don't even know what a zip gun is, let alone how to make one. Yeah. Hey, if you looked in the parking lot of the older kids that drove cars, nobody had antennas. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I always carried one with me in my back pocket, to tell you the truth. Yeah, so, you know. Those are, those are, two, those are two You're stories. absolutely right about the antennas. No, in the inner city, no cars had antennas. Cause yeah. they were, no. You either slash somebody with it or you made a gun. Yeah. Hey, once, uh, I, you know, anytime there was one, you heard a loud word on the street, uh, everyone would run to the nearest car and grab an antenna. They oh, God. Too. Yeah, they were, they were really something. But that ah. in itself, that little bit right there made me think that someday I would be too old to take care of these things by myself. So I now I got guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? I got guys. Well, it's it's all part of being Italian. Now, 
Uh, now, this is, I, I want to bring this together. This is very important because this has ramifications, especially in terms of the merchandising. We used to talk about, <clears throat> Dave, you and I talked about school lunch or, or, and how you, would, being of Italian descent, had a, a, a lunch that was quite different than the other kids. You want oh, to explain? Yeah. yeah, go ahead. Yeah, well, you know, um, being Italian... Uh, whether you were an atheist or not, if you were Italian, you went to a parochial grammar school. Mm. And um, my grandmother at the time um, was from the old country, and she, when I would go to school, she would make me things like peppers and eggs in Italian bread for lunch. Now, to the average person, they don't even know what a pepper and egg sandwich is, but... When you scramble eggs and you put in roasted peppers and do that in olive oil, you got a sandwich that, like, you see God every time you take a bite. You see the vision yeah, of the to, marriage. Sure. You know you what I mean? You sell them all the time. You don't see that anymore at all. You don't see that. But no. while I was in the lunchroom, one of the nuns came by, and, you know, it was kind of messy with the olive oil. You had a brown bag that was all leaky from the <laughs> olive oil. There was no such thing as saran wrap, no such thing as aluminum foil. You had <laughs> wax paper. Wear. You had wax paper that leaked. So <laughs> instead of milk in my, you know, to have with my sandwich, my grandmother used to grind. Uh, now, you've got to remember, I'm only seven. But my grandmother would grind Italian coffee beans and put hot coffee in my thermos. <laughs> So I'm sitting there at lunch, I think I'm in like the second grade, and the nun comes by and she looks over my shoulder and she goes, what are you eating, master la camera? Now remember, at that point I didn't have a guy to say anything back to her, so I had to take care of it myself. So I said, I'm having peppers and eggs, sister. And she said, and what are you drinking? And I said, coffee? And she reaches down, and she picks up my cup, and she tastes it, and she says, does your mother know that you're drinking coffee for lunch? And I looked up at her, and I said, no, sister, I get up at 4 o'clock in the morning, and I make this so that I can have it with my lunch. I said, of course, my grandmother makes it for me every morning. She said, well, I think we ought to send a note home. So they want to send a note home to my grandmother, who at the time had a guy. Okay? So they send a note home wanting to know if the family's aware that the seven-year-old is having coffee with his peppers and eggs for lunch. It's country gross. So I give it to my grandmother, and I say, Nana, look at this. And she goes, I'll come up.
And the next thing I know, my grandmother is telling the superior to go F herself. Women <laughs> a few words. Yeah. Yeah. So, so as my grandmother again, four foot nine, as she walks out, she points back at the superior of the school and she goes, "Let me tell you something. You leave a dad kids alone." Nobody ever screwed with me again until I got out of out of grammar school. Yeah. So you did, like so you did have a guy at at, at seven. No, grandma had a guy. Grandmother, I had a grandmother. Yeah. <laughs> now, not totally related, but related in a different way. Tommy was a, uh, was a little different at at uh, lunch and and that in school, and because Tommy uh, had a little business going. Tommy, you want to talk about that? Oh, you remember in school? And I went to I went to the I went to the parochial school myself. And you know, every day uh, at a certain time they give us uh, milk. Remember those milk breaks? Oh yeah. They give you a little half pint of milk. Mhm. Well, I uh, I was able to get my uh, hands on those. Remember the flavor straws? Little straws had little pads oh, inside yeah. that was coated with flavor. Those were beautiful. Those that was awesome, nice. by the way. Yeah, well, we we got ideas to make new ones. One one idea was to put Viagra in them, but uh, <laughs> another one was a euthanasia uh, uh, straw. But anyway, so uh, the kids really would you know gather around me. They thought this was really a miracle, and I said, you know, there's a possibility here. So I'd use a straw for three or four or half pints of milk, pretty much used up. But then I'd sell the used straws. I'd just put them back in the box, and uh, when it was full of used straws, I'd. I'd sell them for fifteen cents a piece, which was a lot of money in the fifties. I made a fortune. I, uh, I, uh, I, I, I tried to get a few other schools to go along with it. I was going to franchise friends in different schools around the city, uh, but it never worked out. So, but I thought it was a, I showed an early entrepreneurial spirit on my art. Absolutely, Tommy. That was brilliant. Brilliant. I yeah, it was. It's too bad you guys, your paths didn't cross so close. Tommy grew up in the West End, and you were right across the river. But of course, yep. nobody went across the river in those days. You guys, you went to the guys from Cambridge for lunch anyway, you know. Yeah, well, we you guys, guys were on the west. Had... Well, you were on the west bank, and Cambridge would then be on the east bank. And, yeah, um, we had the west end and the north end, uh, two bastions of guys. We had a lot of guys yeah. in those two places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Dave, would you uh, would you cross over the river and go into the north end? Was that uh, Oh, yeah, because my mother was born on Little Prince Street. Oh, I know. Well, well. And she was born there. Uh, when my grandmother uh, gave birth, um, she, when she came over from the old country, they lived in an apartment on Little Prince Street. So my mother uh, was, uh, was born there. And, um, it was Prince Street. It wasn't Little Prince Street. It was just Prince Street. Uh, no, no, there's a little alley Prince? off Prince Street called Little oh, Prince. Oh, okay, you got me there. Yep. Huh. And uh, she she grew up there. But I got a, one last story I got to tell you that, uh, uh, that endears me to this whole thing. Um, I, I met a man years and years ago. To, uh, his name is John Polkari. And oh, yeah. John Polcari is a famous tour. restaurateur sure. who owns the Regina Pizza chain and also the different Polcari restaurants. And I met him when I was 
17 years old. And um, unknown to me, uh, John is a boater, uh, and I'm also a boater. And I bumped into John this past summer, and I said to him, John, are you still involved with the Polcaris in the North End? And he, I, I mean, I'm sorry, in, with the Reginas in the North End. And he says, oh, of course. He says, even though we have something like 17 Reginas, he said that's still the number one pizza store in our chain. So this past summer, for the first time in 40 years, 35 years, something like that, I brought my family into the North End, and we ate at the Regina Pizzas, um, which is still in the same spot. It's been there, I think, 100 years. His parents started. I grew up there. I went to school right down the street in St. Mary's. And I have to say that piece of pizza that comes out of that store is as good, if not better, than anything else in New England. Better. Absolutely right. Maybe the You're whole country. It takes a long yeah. time to get those ovens uh, cured just properly. Yeah, no, no. He actually told me the reason why. Would you like to know the reason why on a serious sure. note? Go ahead. You're not going to believe what I'm about to tell you. I, I'm going to take a guess. Everybody cold. would think the ovens are cold. Italian ovens because they're brick. The oven that is in the Regina Pizza is German. Really? It's a German oven. And John was telling me the story that the quality of iron. Hey, oh, hey wow. when he says German oven, that's scary thought. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, no, I'm afraid to go any further because of the German oven. <laughs> so, really? And then, now, I thought it was uh, coal-fired. It's not coal-fired, is it? No, oh, and it's not wood-fired. It's, it's gas. But... Uh, what he explained to me is the way that the uh, that it's constructed is that it actually gets a higher temperature than any of the new contemporary ovens that are out on the market. Wow. That's Tommy's national anthem. Hey, listen, I, I have to tell you, they're going to shut us off here in a bit. This has been a fabulous show, and I think... Uh, a great way to connect uh, you two. And um, so, Tommy, what do you think? What's your take on all of this? I think uh, I think uh, after the show we might uh, chat a little bit about uh, just uh, some sort of possible uh, mentoring or collaboration or something, rather not to get Frank too nervous. Just uh, certainly like to talk about merchandising somewhat. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I I can fill you in, Tommy, on all of that stuff just as long as you'll let me take out the insurance policy on your life. Not a problem. Not Beautiful. A problem. Yeah, not well, listen, Dave, we can't thank you so much for, you know, even though you're retired, I'm sure you never, you know, it's one of these things that, you know, you still have, uh, you know, acts calling you up and uh, trying to reconnect, et cetera. So thank you so much. Tommy, it's always great. Uh, and Dave, can we invite Dave, you back? Dave, nice to talk to you again. Nice to talk to you. We'll talk again. Yes, please. Let's do this. And happy holidays to everybody. Yeah, Thank you, you too. Dave. All right. Bye bye, everyone. All right. Bye bye.